Hi guys, can you introduce yourselves to our listeners? Yeah, I'm Jessa Lux. I live in Denver, Colorado, and I'm one of the co-founders of Red IQ with my sister Kinsey, who who you'll hear from, and I'm the older sister for anybody wondering. (laughs) Jessa always likes to make sure to clarify that. (laughs) I'm I'm Kinsey Lux. Um, I am coming to you from Brooklyn, New York. I'm also a co-founder of Ride IQ and um, long, long Pony Club member and just like horse enthusiast. (laughs) Cool. So can you guys tell us a little bit about your background with riding um, and what disciplines you were involved in and everything like that? Yeah, we'd be happy to. So we grew up in Minnesota. There, no one in our family rode horses or had familiarity with horses. I don't know what the impetus for riding was. I think it was probably just, you know, a little girl saying she wanted to ride a pony. And um, so, you know, a lot of credit goes to our parents and our mom specifically. She figured out how to um, get us introduced to riding. And pretty much immediately that introduction involved Pony Club, which, I mean, I don't think it, it was such a daunting thing to take on now you know, everything is second nature, putting on a halter, picking out their hooves. It's all second nature. But as a mom with no experience and two young kids with no experience, it was all brand new to us. Um, So we were young then. I mean, I was probably like eight and Kinsey's a few years younger as I (laughs) will continue to mention. Um, But So we were young and we were leasing a pony and we got involved in our local pony club there, which was North Star Pony Club, and just began to build our our community within the horse world through that pony club and that pony that we leased. And the second part of your question was what disciplines, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we were eventers and how we got into that, like same thing as anything else was just like by chance, the barn we chose was an eventing barn. Um, and that's where we kind of established our like friendships and, um, that's how we got into eventing. It was very, very much just like out of, out of chance. Um, but we've been, I mean, that was since I was like, we've been eventing since we were like very, very young. So that's, that's where we got started. And then we, obviously, as we kind of grew up, like most eventers, it's like, you start to kind of go to also some like show jump shows and some dressage shows. Um, so we got, we got to experience a bunch of different disciplines and honestly through pony club also got to like meet people in fox hunting and, um, experience a lot of the other disciplines as well. And I think Jessa, you did like you maybe pentathlon or you did you did other stuff through um, pony club as well so that's that's honestly one of like the huge benefits of pony club is you do get to meet those new people in other disciplines and experience other disciplines that you maybe um aren't familiar with totally i it was a triathlon and i learned that i'm a very poor swimmer <laughs> through that experience but it was really fun um and then the only thing i would add is that one of the significant kind of life events for us as riders was we were both working students. It was for initially for Eric Dirks. Um, so that was in Virginia and that working student experience really exposed us to like upper level riders and programs and horses and made us, you know, want to get, just set our goals in a different way, I guess. Um, and that was very cool. And we were grateful to have the working student experience.
Awesome. That's awesome. So you guys continued to ride in high school and then through college. Was that college when you were working students? Awesome. We uh, were we act we were working students when we were actually quite young. I we did it separately. Um, I think I was like twelve when I moved to Virginia to be his working student. I don't know why he agreed to that. <laughs> he had a lot of faith. Um, so yeah, that was great. But um, we were young, and um, I actually moved down to when I was in high school. I moved down. Is there a lot of background noise right now for me? No. Right. There's someone vacuuming outside. I was, um, I in high school moved down to Florida to do online school and train with um, Kyle and Jen Carter, and um, that was like that was definitely the the biggest move that I made. And that was for my when I moved down there in sophomore year of high school and spent the remainder of high school living in Florida and um, working with them and doing online school from a house on their property. Um, and then during, I moved, I went to NYU for school. So very much so had to kind of take a step back during college from horses. And then um, Ride IQ has been a really great, great reason to get back into it. So um, Jessa, if you could tell us where you went to college and then if you both just want to share what you did in college in terms of like your major, what you studied and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So I started college at Boston College and ultimately transferred and graduated from University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I well, I majored in entrepreneurship and marketing. I actually took a semester off um, to start a mobile app called Banterboard. So that was kind of like dipping my toes into entrepreneurship and into like the mobile app side of things, the tech side of things. I was a solo founder and that was it, it's just, I mean, starting a business, there's a lot of doubt and challenges. And especially at that age, it was too much for me to keep really like believing in it. <laughs> um, so now that Kinsey and I are working on Ride IQ together, the thing that I'm most grateful for is to have a co-founder because, you know, days that I have doubts, she cheers us on and, you know, vice versa. So having the team aspect of it is great. But yeah, I graduated um, from Madison and then moved right out to Colorado from there. Yeah, and I I mentioned I went to NYU. I studied finance there, um, and I've been in, in New York ever since. Awesome. Did you guys ever, like, imagine that you would be working together, or did this just kind of come up after you guys thought of Ride IQ and we did kind of, like we've always kind of like talked about things that we could do together um and obviously we spent like 24 7 together growing up because of horses and um when like if, during college even like we still were like always talking about horses and things that we could do and it just so happened that during covid we had an opportunity to live under the same roof again and it gave us a really great <laughs> a lot of time to start kind of brainstorming and figuring out how we could make that dream a reality i'm a, i'm definitely the clingy sister of the two of us so yeah. i always like was trying to get my way in so that something like this could happen um, and I'm glad Kinsey went along with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you guys do ride, uh, IQ like full time or do you guys do split your time with other things while you're getting it off the ground or how do you guys spend your time? Yeah, that's a great question. So we came up with the idea, um, about a year ago. So it was right after the new year in 2021 
And that's when we were living together. Kinsey pretty much immediately gave notice at her job and has been full-time on Ride IQ for the year. I gave notice the week that we launched Ride IQ officially, which was mid-August of 2021. So we're full-time on it and then some, to be honest. But I mean, people say that when you start your own thing, you are switching from a 40-hour work week to an 80-hour work week. And that kind of, I always wondered if that was awful. And now that we're experiencing it, it's not awful at all. It's awesome. Like your week is 80 hours because you're excited about it. And like, you really are relying on it and you enjoy it. And so, I mean, for anybody who's listening, who feels like entrepreneurship is something that they're interested in, I would say like the workload aspect definitely has its stresses, but so does working in any job, you know? So you just have to choose the stresses that align well with your personality and what you want to do. Yeah, and I would just add to that, like I, I worked, I mean, part of the reason I was so um, enthusiastic about giving notice is I worked in finance, that was my career post-college, and um, I mean, during COVID, that that was a tough job to hold. It was, it was like, it was incredibly stressful as, I mean, as every job was during COVID. Um, but it took a toll for sure. And as soon as we figured out like a way, a way forward that didn't include that, um, I was just like ready to go. Um, but yeah, as Jessica said, like, it's not an hours game. Like, it's not like you start your own thing and you have more work-life balance than you did when you worked for someone else. It's honestly, I have way less work-life balance, but it's because, but it's a choice now. And like, we're doing it because like, we love it. And like, we work every Saturday and Sunday since we started this and it's enjoyable. It's like, we look forward to the weekend because we can work nonstop without having like meetings or other things that we need to get to. And it's like, that's such an interesting thing. I didn't, I wouldn't, if someone had told me that going in, I would have been like, you're crazy. But now experiencing it, I'm like, yes, yeah, this, is, this is just a new normal and I enjoy it. It's not, it's a very different relationship that you have with your job. Um, than like I, then at least I did with my finance job. That's so cool. And you guys are so, we can tell you're so passionate about it too, which is so fun. That's so awesome. Um, Do you want to tell our listeners what Ride IQ is? Yeah, we should be good at this by now, but I'm sure Kinsey will (laughs) fill in holes as I go. But Ride IQ at its core is on-demand audio lessons taught by the world's best equestrian coaches. So It's a first of its kind coaching technology. So if you're familiar with, let's say like Peloton guided runs, um, that's helpful to get your head around this concept. But basically we have a mobile app on iPhone and Android that has a library of hundreds of audio lessons taught by top coaches within eventing, hunter jumpers and dressage. And they're organized by level and skills that you might be working on. And before you ride, you can choose a lesson that seems fitting for you and your horse. And then you tack up, you press play when you get on and you have a coach like gold medalist, Leslie Law is one of our coaches um, or a pony clubber, Emma Klugman is one of our coaches. And you can have that person in your ear for every step of your independent schooling ride. And the reason is because you know, Kinsey and I experienced that even when we were working with Kyle and Jen Carter and Kinsey mentioned Kyle Carter is a Canadian Olympic rider. So we were working with a coach who is incredible and not a lot of people have the opportunity to work with someone who's had experiences like that, but still we had, you know, four independent schooling rides throughout the week. 
and didn't always have the tools to make those really productive. And when they weren't productive, there was some stress associated with it. So we want to make the independent schooling rides enjoyable and productive and not put all of the onus on amateur riders who shouldn't be expected to have a thousand exercises in their back pocket to address, you know, any issue that might come up. Um, and one of the benefits of these guided audio lessons is they keep you moving forward. So if you're doing an independent schooling ride on your own and your horse isn't responding the way that you might want, maybe you sit there and harp on that. And then that is, you know, very rarely <laughs> does that end in a way that everyone's feeling great about it. And these guided rides, you'll hear the coaches over and over say they actually record while they're riding. So they'll say something like, now we're going to ask for the canter transition. And they'll say like, oh, my horse didn't get that, you know, as quickly, or he wasn't as responsive as I hoped he would be, but we're going to get it better next time. And now we're going to, you know, focus on this canter. Um, so I think that that's really productive and it's just cool to hear the inner thoughts of top riders as they're riding. Um, one thing that I think it helps with is just like adopting the empathy they have for these equine athletes that we're all working with, you know, cause they're there. We make mistakes as humans. And of course, like there's a learning curve for the horses as well. So, um, I'll stop there and Kinsey, you can, you can expand on anything that I missed. Yeah, I'll just, I mean, I think that was a great overview. I'll just add in like the, the way that it actually works in practice is you open up the ride IQ mobile app and we have flat work lessons and jump lessons. And then we're organized by skills lessons and warmups. So if you're like, okay, I'm going to do a flat work warmup um, today. I'm going to pick one with Jen Carter or Doug Payne. Um, and then I'm going to do, I want to work on like my introduction to leg yield, or I want to work on um, maybe shoulder four or something. And you can queue up the skills lesson. And so you just tack up um, and you get on your horse and you press play and it's, then you have a coach in your ear for the next, however long you want. It could be a 15 minute ride. It could be a 45 minute ride. Uh, and you can pick based on that, or you can pick based on the actual topic, um, or the coach and they're guiding you every step through the ride. So it's everything from, okay, like this is a warm up. Um, make sure that you've checked your girth and, uh, like, I'm going to track left to then you're working on a skills exercise where the coach is saying, as Jessa said, yeah, like we are going to do a 10 meter circle and then go down the long side and ask for shoulder in or whatever it may be. But it's an immense amount of detail they're providing because they're doing it while they're riding. And so they're experiencing it along with you. And I've listened to every lesson because I edit every lesson and it's just, it's incredible how much um, information that you're getting from these coaches. I learned something every lesson that I listen to. And I'm like, wow, I thought like I've been in this world for 20 some years. And I thought that I like had a really good understanding. And then I listened to an introduction to shoulder four lesson from Hilda Donahue and I learned something new. And I'm like, wow, like this is incredible access to the way that these coaches think. And they, I mean, they, they each individually have decades of experience in this and it's just kind of, um, a whole new ability to access that knowledge that they um, have gained over, over their careers. And yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really humbling how much I've learned uh, about riding through this process of creating Ride IQ. And I'll just continue adding on to it. <laughs> um, the, 
the real like overarching purpose of Ride IQ is to increase equity and increase access to top tier instruction because you know, regardless of your circumstances, a lot of the, you know, quote unquote, top coaches or top riders are in specific geographic locations in this country. And that goes for other countries as well. And then even if you're near them, there's a lot of resources required to work with them. They have limited capacity for the students that they can take on. Um, And, you know, Kinsey and I recognize that growing up in Minnesota and gradually kind of opening our eyes to that sort of instruction. So, with Ride IQ, which Ride IQ is a membership, so people can be members on a monthly basis or on a quarterly basis or on an annual basis. The monthly membership cost is $29.99 per month. So it's a fraction of what it would cost to take one lesson with one of these instructors. And by making it an approachable price, we hope that these instructors can have you know, a real impact on riders everywhere. Um, so that we can help elevate the, excuse me, performances and experiences of horses and riders throughout the world. We have, we already have members that are, you know, in 14 countries throughout the world and most of the 50 states. So it's pretty cool to see these coaches who have achieved the top level of their, their sports being able to have an impact beyond one-on-one instruction in the arena and to really have an impact that could change the sports. That's my vision for it. Um, And then just to go into the membership a little bit more, it's important to us to take a holistic approach and really be a tool that helps people progress and um, not get stuck. So some of the ways we do that is every week we have a live, it's called office hours event. And that is with either a ride IQ coach or with a guest expert. So for example, last night we had office hours with Dr. Lisa Casanella. She's a U.S. team vet and a performance horse specialist. And she answered members questions for an hour. And prior to that, we talked to Mike Winter. He's a two-time Canadian Olympian and he has a horse sales business in the UK, but he's also lived in the US. So he was able to like compare and contrast the experiences of buying and selling horses in both countries. Um, And so by giving people direct access to our Ride IQ coaches, but also experts, we're making sure that, you know, they can get their questions answered and really build relationships with Kinsey and I and with our coaches um, to help support them throughout their progress. And then we have an online community as well with our coaches and us and all of our members. And that we thought would be kind of just a side part of Ride IQ. And it's turned into a huge part of Ride IQ because um, community is incredibly important. And a lot of our members live in areas that they don't have a really strong horse or equestrian community around them. So it really like addresses that loneliness factor in this hobby or sport that is so important to them, they now have a support system and a horse community around them, which has been really cool to watch. That's so cool. And like an added resource too, for them to ask questions or, you know, talk to someone else that can answer those things. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Right. IQ sounds like an amazing resource overall. And I mean, you both said so many things that I think a lot of our listeners and just um, equestrians all over can relate to, especially about when you're an amateur writer and you don't have a bunch of resources or you, no one knows everything. Like you learn something every time. And that's just amazing to have in your ear, especially because, I mean, we don't all get the opportunity to ride with Olympians and everything. And so this is such a cool resource. 
Um, so going off of that, can you all tell us um, about the exciting new partnership with Pony Club and Ride IQ and how you all see this partnership being a benefit to our Pony Club members? Yeah, absolutely. We are very stoked about this partnership. Um, and so the way that this is going to work or kind of what our, what we're envisioning um, is Pony Club is obviously this like incredible educational institution. And Pony Club has done an like a really great job of creating foundations in like foundations of horsemanship in riders around the world. And U.S. Pony Club, uh, obviously, like Jess and I love it because we grew up in it and that's how we got our start in riding. But I mean, we have some of the best coaches in the world contributing to Ride IQ, and a lot of them are a Pony Club graduates. And like, that's not a coincidence that some of the best riders in the world come out of Pony Club. So um, this has been kind of a dream of ours since we started Ride IQ. Um, and the way that we really think about it working is Pony Club has all of this educational information. Um, but there are people who want to learn that and have access to that, um, who don't, who maybe live in like a remote area or who don't have access to top coaches, or even they do have access to a top coach, but only once a week. And that is like pretty much every rider. Like, even if you do, like I lived on Kyle Carter's farm and I still only had one lesson a week. Like you can be right next to them and maybe not ride with them every day. And so you can still benefit from taking um, a ride IQ lesson in your independent schooling. And that is whether you are a pony club member preparing for your C1 or your D3 um, or your A and, or it could be your pony club members, mom or dad or friend. And um, you also want to kind of pick up on a couple of skills or just ride in general. And we just see ride IQ as being a really great resource to, to supplement and um, kind of assist with the Pony Club education. So in between your certifications or in pre preparation for your certifications, um, Pony Club will kind of guide ride riders through those experiences and um, kind of just add, be an additional resource to support that growth and that foundation of becoming a really, a really great rider and a really great horse woman or horse man. Yeah, totally. And I mean, we just believe in the Pony Club process so much. And like Kinsey said, we are even, you know, bigger believers after we've talked to all of our coaches who many of whom like credit Pony Club for going through the process and, um, and like going through their riding evolution in a correct manner and really setting themselves up for success. Um, so one way that Pony Clubbers could use Ride IQ is if they're preparing for a certification, look for some of the things that are tested in that certification and then go to the Ride IQ app and we have a search function. You can literally type in, um, you know, whatever it is that you're working on, even if it's 20 meter circles, those will come up in lessons and you'll see what's appropriate for you. Um, and Ride IQ lessons cover everything from very beginner. Um, and that's genuine, like it's walk halt transitions, it's feeling your trot diagonal. So kind of introductory riding lessons all the way through, you know, lessons that professionals themselves are taking. So polishing off your lead changes. And we do have a lot of members that are coaches themselves and use Ride IQ to 
um, work their horses in new ways because when you're riding eight horses a day, it's hard to be creative <laughs> and, and come up with new ways to present things to your horses. So um, it's all levels. And regardless of the certification that you're preparing for or what your goals are, I think Ride IQ can meet you where you're at. And in addition to those A-level Pony Club coaches that we feature on there, we'll also be featuring like national examiners. So people who really have a strong background in Pony Club and can just give you additional insight that there's not often an opportunity to get from folks that have that sort of experience. The United States Pony Club wants to thank our official sponsors. Our official corporate sponsors include Shapley's, the official grooming product sponsor, Triple Crown, the official feed sponsor, Wintech, the official saddle sponsor, Carrots, the official apparel sponsor, The Horse, and Shop Pony Club. Don't forget to stop by shopponyclub.org for all your Pony Club needs. We have everything from gifts to Pony Club logo apparel, manuals, and study guides. Shopponyclub.org is the one-stop Pony Club shop. And then what inspired you to like come up with this idea? Do you want to take that one, Jessa? Or I, I can I can start us off. Um... So yeah, as we kind of mentioned, Jess and I were living under the same roof and we were at, we were eating dinner one night and the whole family just started brainstorming different things that Jess and I could work on together. And one thing led to another and we were doing like market research calls. So we called everyone from like pony club parents all the way up to coaches that we used to work with and um, like everyone in between. I think we had a combined like 50 some calls with people um, and just talked about like their experience as like in the horse world, like what are the things that you're running into that are um, difficult or like, and then a lot of what we were hearing both from parents and riders themselves is it's really hard to get access to quality training or I have, my kid wants to ride, but like, I don't know which coach in the area to go to, or um, the coach in the area is only in town once a month, or I have to haul five hours to see my coach. And, um, and then from coaches themselves, it was, I'm in the arena from the second I get off my own horses to like the the second that the sun goes down teaching every single day, seven days a week. That's what my life is. And they're like, we can't, we can't teach enough and still teach all of our students, everything that we want. And it was um, a really interesting thing to hear. And we didn't go into those conversations expecting that to be the takeaway. Um, And so we realized that there was really an opportunity there to provide value to both the rider and the coach. Um, And, And we honestly, I think we started to be like, how can we do this? And Jessa texted me one day and she was like, I mean, she's like, there's audible and there's headspace. And like, and I was like, wait, like pause, (laughs) like, let's talk about this more. And like, she listed a couple of other apps and we were like, how can we apply? Like they're adding value to other communities. How can we add like similar value to the horse world. And um, that's kind of where the idea came about. It was like, wait, we should like, it's audio. It's that's, that's the thing. It's, it's audio. Like you can be in someone's ears while they're doing it. It's not, um, it's a very in the moment experience. And, um, 
it is something that I think a lot of people, I mean, the listeners of this podcast, like podcasts are a huge thing now. Like everyone listens to podcasts and um, it's audio, I think is really one of the most accessible and like just convenient and effective way, like ways of communicating that uh, I think it was, it's, it, it all kind of came together around the whole value of audio. Yeah. And I mean, one thing that Kinsey mentioned is all those people that we had exploratory calls with. And because we went in completely open-minded, it was like, you know, what, whichever way that call went, um, we're just like digging into everything that person says and trying to find patterns in it. And what I want to make sure to say about that is like, there were so many incredibly generous and kind and enthusiastic and incredible people that, you know, gave us 30 minutes or an hour of their time, not only once, but like multiple times to help us think through this and help us get on the right path. And then once we did land on the idea that we felt confident about, um, we had 50 test riders around the country. And many of them were people from those initial calls. Some people weren't, but we wanted to make sure they came from different areas, different backgrounds. They weren't all, you know, a group of friends who were having similar experiences or might share their ride IQ experiences with each other and influence um, how they were experiencing and enjoying or not enjoying aspects of the app. Um, so basically just this community is incredible. And and that's probably why Kinsey and I enjoy what we're doing so much um, is because not only do we get to be working around, you know, sports and the sports that we love and horses, but the people in the community that we've been able to meet and work with and just like benefit from. And I hope we can give back in some way, <laughs> but um, it just means a lot to us. And we are very grateful and definitely wouldn't have been able to make Ride IQ happen without all of those people helping. So what do you guys do for fun, like in your free time? That's, that's a good question. And honestly, the hardest part for me since starting Ride IQ has been work-life balance. And it wasn't something that I struggled with before at all. <laughs> and um, The truth is like, I get, like, I work to the point of burnout and then um, you know, need to like spend a day recovering from that. And that's just not the experience that I want to be having. So we, Kinsey's kind of helped me get back to some work-life balance and it's really important. It's important to like notice as those things are happening and put things in place to make it a healthy experience and a productive experience. Um, but one thing that we're doing right now is preparing for a half marathon, which we've done a lot in the past. Um, but it's a great time to be preparing for one because most days we're out on runs and we're doing something totally away from the computer, away from the phone. Um, and in addition to that, I, I live, I mentioned, I live in Colorado. I live in Colorado because I love hiking. I have a completely crazy lab and, um, we hike together quite a bit. Um, and I would say those, those two things and reading are probably, my favorite activities outside of work right now. Yeah, I think the the half marathon is like keeping Jessa and I on a great path right now because it's just like 
we need to take it. We need to put aside those hours to go for a run um, at least a couple days a week. And it like is a it's a great reason to get out of the out of the apartment and away from our desks. Um, and I think aside from running, I mean, it's I living in New York. It is it it is hard on me to not have access to um, like nature because <laughs> I do love going to Colorado and going hiking and like that would be um, an incredible thing to have in your backyard. But I think, I mean, one of my, like, one of my favorite things to do is cook. And I, I, I mean, I work from home, so cooking three meals a day at home, but we make a real effort to at least one, one day a week, make like a big dinner and like try something new. And um, whether it's like homemade sushi or we recently did like homemade pizza night and um, food or cooking is definitely something that, that is a great real like release or re- relaxation thing. That's awesome. That's really cool. Those are really good hobbies, staying active and doing fun things and everything. And so you don't get burnt out. That's super important. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, switching gears a little bit back to Pony Club, can you each tell us a favorite Pony Club memory that you had um, growing up in Pony Club? I had so many good memories in Pony Club, and I'm so mm. thankful that I still have photos from like when I was seven and eight and nine, and with people who are still my best friends were my Pony Club friends, and you know we're at our D1 rating, and um, it so. Overall, just very, very fond memories. I think one of my favorite memories, all of my favorite memories probably were team-related aspects of Pony Club. And Kinsey mentioned I did tetrathlon. I loved that. It was fun um, to practice the other sports with people from Pony Club and just be in a competition, but but on a team. You know, usually equestrian sports are pretty individual and that was my, you know, most of the sports that I did growing up, it was like tennis or swimming or riding. (laughs) And I loved, um, the team aspects that pony club includes so that you get a little bit of that sort of experience, even with still being riding. For me, um, I think we went to a pony club rally at least. I mean, we went to a bunch of pony club rallies, but I think we went to at least one that was at the Kentucky Horse Park. And I just remember that being just like the highlight of my life. And it's so funny because I also, I don't even know if I was like on a team at the time or if Jessica was the one on a team and I was just there and like experiencing it. So a lot of my memories are like kind of blend with whether that not that it was me or Jessa um who was actually experiencing it but I remember Pony Club Rally just being the best thing ever um especially because there were like every discipline was there so it was like we could walk into an arena and it would be like something happening that I had never seen before and it was awesome I I loved that and then I kind of mentioned this earlier but um our Pony Club North Star Pony Club like only I think I only attended once, unfortunately, but they organized a couple of fox hunts in Minnesota. And I like think about that fox hunting experience a lot. It was just the absolute most fun thing I've ever done. And I wasn't on my own horse. Like I showed up in the pony club and arranged like some horses that had gone fox hunting before. And like, I was on like a 12 hand pony and it was the cutest thing ever. And I had, it was incredible. It was so much fun. So pony club really just like it, 
Pony Club really added a lot of like the joy and the fun to riding that can become, especially like me and Jessa, and I'm sure every, like a lot of people experience this. It's really easy to get so competitive and so goal driven in riding because there always is that next level or that next thing that you want to achieve. Um, and Pony Club did a really great job balancing both wanting to get your next certification or wanting to go to the next level and having a ton of fun like there was no lack of fun that um I think is really really important especially for kids because it's like you don't want to be you want to make sure to have a, a balance um and anything that you're really passionate about do you guys have any like last minute advice for other pony club members or anyone who may be listening I would say my advice is focus on two things focus on the process and focus on the partnership um Kinsey mentioned that sometimes you can get really focused on the result or the competition, but the sooner you can realize that you and your horse are partners and have like just deep empathy for the fact that this horse is also an athlete and like working really hard to understand what you're asking and to perform for you. And like physically it's demanding too. Um, the sooner that you can just like relish in the process of growing together and being the best partner you can for your horse, the better one, one small aspect of that, but aspect that I wish we would have taken on earlier is like when Kinsey and I probably early in high school, we sort of recognized our responsibility as riders to be like fit for our horses Um, we, like I said, we ask our horses to do demanding physical pursuits and it's important that we are doing the same, like making the same efforts so that we can show up for our horse in the best way. And that's just one example of like ways that you can think about how to contribute to the partnership. And just as you build that partnership, take it as like through a lens of being as understanding as possible for this animal who wants to do the right thing for you. I think when we were talking to Doug Payne, his quote was very articulate. (laughs) I won't be able to reproduce it exactly, but basically what he was getting at is like the horses always want to do the right thing for you. And um, the more that you can keep that in mind, the better you'll both do for for each other. Yeah, I would, I, I would probably just like piggyback on that and say one of the most incredible things that I've experienced through the, through the process of creating Ride IQ is that every lesson I listen to, whether it's Olympic gold medalist, Leslie Law, or, um, yeah, like a Pony Club graduate, Gina Smith, um, they're, they have just a never ending amount of or capacity for compassion for their horses. And it's so easy to think that in order to get that gold medal or in order to get, um, and like the, get to the next level or get to Grand Prix dressage, um, or Grand Prix show jumping is to, um, is to like grind. And, and I think we all just need to like, make sure to whenever you're feeling frustration with a horse, just take a breath and understand that like they're an animal. And it's so like, I, I know plenty of times growing up that I would get frustrated because something wasn't going right. And it's, we have to just have so much compassion for these animals. And if it's not going right, just like pick it up tomorrow. It's no big deal. Like nothing, nothing is going to happen because you didn't get that 
um, leg yield today or whatever it is. Like, and I think that that's so, so important when we're dealing with the animals is just to like focus on how much we love them and how much fun we're having with them and, um, try to just always have compassion for them and yeah, take a breath if it's ever, if it's ever not going well. That's really great advice. Thank you guys so much too for your time and for talking to us and talking about Ride IQ. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to tune in for our next episode and be sure to follow us on Instagram at United States Pony Clubs. And we're also on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And you can find our website at ponyclub.org and all of our podcasts are available on the different platforms where you find podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye guys. Bye.